episode 183 of the Private Property Podcast. I'm your host, Uzamandunga Kumalo. It's the Thursday edition of the Private Property Podcast. And if you're joining us for the first time, welcome to the show. You've certainly missed out on quite a lot of great episodes. So do make sure that you go onto our Facebook page as well as our YouTube page and catch up on some of the great episodes that we have brought to your screens. And of course, to our regular viewers, welcome back. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. You know how this goes. We love hearing from you. Uh, so do show us some love down here below. I know the top fan gangs also love uh, checking in as soon as we start our live. So do show us some love. We want to see who is watching. And if you've roped in a friend or a family member to watch with you, because we want to make this property circle bigger. And one of the things that we certainly do when we talk about making that property circle bigger is bring you other shows besides the private property podcast that you see on your screens every weekday at seven. We also have the first time home buyers show that SD Carson brings to your screens every Wednesday at 7.45. And that's of course for all the newbie buyers who want to get a sense of what that journey looks like. So you certainly do not want to miss out on that episode where she speaks to you know, people who've already gone that journey, some of the mistakes that they've made and what they learned. And that's one of the things that you want to make sure that you tune into. One of the other shows that I'm quite excited about is the Farming Podcast. Mbali Noko brings that to your screen every Tuesdays and Thursdays at 8 p.m. So you can look forward to that show just after this podcast later on. And that's all things agriculture. So if you know that you've got green fingers or perhaps a bit curious about what you can do in the agricultural space, then that podcast is for you. And over the weekend, and I love saying this because we never forget you over the weekend, Chad brings you the Home Shoppers Show, uh, where if you're about to you know, buy a property, you're looking at different estates or complexes, then you want to make sure that you tune into that show and get a snapshot of what you can expect in some of them. He'll be taking you through some of the best estates that the country has on offer. So do make sure that you watch to see what some of the amenities are and what you can expect should you choose to go to those uh, particular estates. Well, that's certainly a lot that you can expect here on private property. This is, of course, across our social media platforms. And we absolutely do love hearing from you. And talking about social media platforms, I'm at Zamantungwa underscore K on Twitter and Instagram. Always love hearing from you at home, talking property, of course, and also learning from each other. I'm a property investor myself and really do love hearing some of your stories that you share on, um, on your social media platforms when you engage with us. One of the other things that we love doing here on Private Property is of course giveaways. And we have started the year with a great competition, the Sherlock Holmes competition, where we want to see if you can decipher some of the great uh, you know, riddles that we've bringing your way. So you want to make sure that you look at what the riddle is on our social media pages, try to decipher it and really follow the steps that it gives you. And the lucky winners who, you know, who guess the answer correctly, they stand a chance, they go into a draw of walking away with cash prizes that, and of course we will be announcing the winners on Friday, right here live on the Private Property Podcast. So there's always a lot that you can expect from us and we're working on more. We always hear, love hearing from you. So if you have any suggestions, um, any input that you want us to look into, 
And then definitely do uh, send us those messages down here below. But one of the things that we're going to be talking about this evening, I mean, I absolutely love this evening's topic because we don't, um, you know, we don't spend a lot of time talking about it. And we're going to be looking at, you know, property auctions as an alternative path to home ownership. So if you're exploring wanting to buy a property uh, via an auction, this podcast is for you. We're going to be looking at, you know, the state of property auction in South Africa, looking at mistakes that you want to uh, avoid when you're buying your property on the auction. But also what you can expect if so many people are not very familiar with how auctions work. And later on, we'll be looking at selling your property via an auction. Oftentimes people think, you know, auctions are only those things that happen with distressed properties. Well, that's not the case. You're able to put your property up on auction. Uh, and so we'll certainly be looking at, you know, why sellers would do that and the advantages of going that route. Well, that's some of what you can expect this evening here on the Private Property Podcast. I want to hear from you at home. Have you ever you know, bought a property on auction or sold a property on auction? And if you have, how was the experience? So do share it down here below. We absolutely love hearing from you. Now to help us better understand the auction space, what we can expect, I'm joined by Ari Ben, the CEO of Auction Link, as well as Auction Inc, rather, as well as Volna Havanga, who is a property specialist also at Auction Inc. Ari Vilna, thank you so much for joining us this evening. Thank you, Zama. You know, I actually want to start with you. Before we even look at what you can expect, mistakes we should be avoiding, perhaps let's look at the state of, you know, property auctions in South Africa, especially last year compared to previous years. I think when we look at the state of the property sector in its entirety, there's so much movement last year. We know it started with the hard lockdown where we couldn't really do anything. Uh, you know, courts weren't, um, the deeds office was also closed. And as the restrictions slowly started, um, you know, uh, getting slightly looser, we saw the property space opening up and being able to do business. One of the things that I loved seeing was some of the auction houses having your virtual auctions um, and also just doing a lot of, um, you know, I'll say consumer education because some people weren't used to that. Perhaps take us through how 2020 was when it comes to auctioneering in South Africa. And private property and Zamantugwa for hosting us this evening. Um, as you correctly mentioned, 2020 was a very interesting year for many reasons. As we all know, um, it wasn't an easy year to operate. We, we faced some, some challenging operating conditions. And we found that, you know, during level five lockdown in March, it was almost impossible to transact. Yeah. Um, we did find that uh, we were very pleasantly surprised, however, that, you know, as we, as we um, exited level five lockdown and, you know, approached level four, level three, we were extremely pleasantly surprised by the surge in demand that we experienced um, on the auction floor. In fact, auctioning had a record September, and it wasn't just a record September in 2020 terms. It was a, a, a 2020 um, a record that we exceeded in uh, across all our years. We had a, a bumper bumper month, and that hasn't stopped. Um, leading up to December, we've had extremely busy months. We, we're finding that the, the, the demand is around the, the million to million and a half mark um, for various reasons. The banks are, are quite um, aggressive in terms of um, providing bonds to first time homeowners and we're enjoying the benefits of that. Um, in addition to that, we, 
we are finding that many auction houses, including ourselves, have launched online auctions. And the, the adoption of online auctions have also been quite uh, well, well adopted. And again, this is resulting in some, some good, good transactions on a monthly basis, and it's only increasing. So I'm, I'm quite optimistic that this is going to continue. And um, yeah, we look forward to 2021. You know, Eric, as you were saying that September was a record month, I actually thought about uh, one of my other, a few of my guests actually last year who pointed out that for them, September was also uh, quite a, a huge month, month in terms of sales. Some of the guests were, you know, attorneys who were saying, look, they've actually dealing with record high um, cases or matters that are that need to be registered and for them it was also since inception um, as opposed to you know a comparison with let's say the previous quarter or the previous year so it's very interesting to see that um, very well into the last quarter of 2020 we still saw a lot of activity because i know that as the you know industry was slowly opening up a lot of people were saying we expected that there'll be pent up demand, but they thought it would probably just go back to normal, if not slightly dip. So the fact that activity continued to essentially soar uh, well into September, and I know with some of the even finance houses, they were saying, look, some of the November and December um, sales figures were also quite high relative to uh, other quarters in previous years. So I think that's only one of the things that um, you know has me sitting up that we as much as we are in the middle, we'll say, of an economic crisis because of the COVID-19 pandemic, you are still seeing this kind of activity in the property space. And, and Vilna, I actually want to now you know, bring you in because one of the things that people sometimes you know, struggle with is almost differentiating, I say, what the difference between buying a property on auction and perhaps buying it the normal way where you see it and you see it difference is um, you know between buying a property on auction and if you are doing it we'll say the normal way that so many of us are used to yes i think the exciting thing about about a property that is sold on auction is that there's a lot of excitement with that property that's being sold there's big exposure you've got multiple buyers that goes to an auction that wants to buy a property um, and it's a fast and effective way of buying a property. Um, you know, whether the conventional way takes much longer for a property to be, to be sold, when you buy a property on auction, um, it literally is within 30 days from the seller's perspective that they can sell a property. Um, we do recommend that, that a buyer is well prepared when they go to buy a property on auction. You know, uh, don't come, on, come in on last minute. Make sure that you've done your homework, speak to a broker, find out what the price is going in the area and the values of the properties. Um, make sure that if you buy, is it are you going to live there yourself or is it the first time buyer or is it investor that's buying a property, which does make a difference as well. So be prepared and, and having capital available or a pre-approved bond makes a huge difference on getting the process through more effectively. You know, Ari, one of the things that sometimes people tend to note with auctions, uh, and I know sometimes it's even people's horror stories when they deal with auction houses, uh, it's, it's that, um, what, is, what, what is it, it's not the deposit amount, the, the, the as almost the registration amount, sometimes it's 20,000 or 30,000, whether it's a house auction or a car auction, and I know people tend to have, uh, you know, reservations because you're thinking, but what if I don't, 
you know, buy anything and what's going to happen to my money. And, and especially people who are not used to, you know, auctioneering. Perhaps take us through the finance side of, um, you know, buying a property on auction, especially as Vilna has mentioned that you have to be prepared. Um, and we'll dig a little bit deeper that in terms of what do we mean by you must be prepared? Uh, because we talk a lot about buying a property the conventional way, work with the bond originator. And so our viewers are very familiar, I'll say, with that route. But we don't quite have a sense of what does it mean to be prepared when you're going to be buying your property on auction? So what does the finance side of it um, look like and preparation for that? So each, each auction house will differ in their terms and conditions. Um, talking from the perspective of Auction Inc, we would require a 10,000 Rand refundable deposit to register. And when I mean refundable, if you are the, the most, uh, if you're the highest bid on the day of the auction, then that wouldn't be refundable. However, if you are not successful, that is, that is refundable and that would be refunded same day. So there, there's no risk there. In terms of um, Further, further finance required, we, we do require a 10% commission over and above the purchase price and a 15% deposit on the fall of the hammer. So that, that would be payable on the day of the auction. Assuming that the deal is accepted, then that would not be refundable. And the, the, the seller typically has three days in which to consider the highest offer. And assuming the offer is accepted, then we would start proceeding to transfer. However, if the, the offer is not accepted, then the full 15% deposit is refunded. Thereafter, the, the, the costs associated with the transaction are typical with any private sale. You would, you'd, be, um, you'd be in for transfer costs and the deal would proceed accordingly. So um, in, just in terms of doing your homework, there's the financial aspect, you know, doing your homework, can you afford the property? What is the property worth? You know, one of the benefits of, of uh, attending an auction is that, you know, people attend auction for different reasons. Sometimes it's to move into, it could be their dream home. Alternatively, it could be an investor looking for an opportunity. Either which way, it's, it's very important that you do your homework, you, you know what you can afford, and essentially you would then engage with your, your qualified estate agent, ask as many questions as you can, inspect the property, and it's, it's, there's a, I mean, there's a reason why it's the, the preferred method of sale globally. And that's because people are, are enjoying the process and deals are being done. Mm -hmm. uh, we are, of course, taking your questions and comments at home. If you've ever bought a property uh, via auction or perhaps sold your property on auction, what has your experience been? And if you haven't and you have reservations, what are some of those reservations? I want to hear from you. I see one of the top fan gang members, Umata Shinang, is saying that one of her reservations uh, with buying a property on auction is the occupants that you, uh, you sometimes essentially inherit with the particular property. Uh, perhaps, Vilna, take us through that one, because I mean, we also do get quite a, a few horror stories with that one. Somebody buying a property on auction and there's still people you know, staying there and you, you essentially have to handle the eviction process yourself. How are buyers um, you know, navigating that particular space when it comes to people who are still in the uh, respective property. Zama, um, I must just understand that that is standard practice if you buy an auction or if you buy a normal residential property because rent comes before buy. So whoever is in that property 
legally only has to move out of the property on registration of that property. If there's any other arrangements made with the seller or the buyer prior to that, that's between them. But legally, nobody has, uh, can, can uh, get rid of a tenant in that sense. Registration takes place. So that's not an auction issue. That's a, a buying, selling uh, a situation that can happen across board. Doesn't matter if it's through the normal uh, selling process or through auction. Um, but it is challenging, you know, for, for people to get, uh, understand under stress sometimes you sit with tenants living in a property that, but negotiate and, and meet their needs and people are flexible and reasonable. I think that, you know, Vilna, I actually think that comment has more to do with, um, I'll say people who don't want to leave. So the rental agreement has either lapsed. Uh, we know some of the properties that end up being bought uh, or sold rather on auction are repossessed property. So you'd find that the occupants don't want to vacate the property um, and it ends up being, you know, essentially auctioned while people are living there to the point where when uh, potential buyers want to go view the place, uh, they deny people access and it ends up being auctioned off. I think the, the comment has to do more with uh, the, those kinds of situations and reservations uh, with buying a property in that regard. No, I understand. But, you know, as I said, it's not necessarily an auction issue. It could be a normal sale as well. Yeah. And, and maybe this is actually a great way to get to some of the mistakes that people then make when it comes to buying a property on auction. Because as we're already seeing, there's quite a lot of misconceptions on the one hand, but there are also potentially mistakes that people make. I mean, Ari earlier were mentioning the different costs that would be expected from you as a buyer. And somebody could easily not have all those associated costs um, with them when they, you know, bid, uh, probably only have that, you know, 10,000 rand deposit or whatever amount the auction house has. Uh, and don't have the others for the other properties, which of course ends up being quite a big disadvantage. Yes, Ari, you're saying sorry. I my my tech nearly uh, it closed, so I'm going to I'm going to blame the gremlins. I was saying earlier this week yeah. that uh, we yeah. tend to have quite a lot of gremlins. It's the first week back, so we're having back to school, back to work gremlins. Um, but I, as I was saying that, you know, I want us to explore mistakes that sometimes people make when they buy their property on auction, so that viewers at home don't make that same mistake uh, as they navigate buying their property on auction. Perfect. Uh, perhaps I can use your last, uh, the last question um, as, a, as a means of answering this question. So I think it's firstly quite important that buyers um, differentiate between traditional auction, which is what we're discussing this evening, versus sheriff auction. And invariably, you know, if, if you're acquiring a property through sheriff auction, it, it is quite difficult to do your, your homework and your due diligence prior to the auction. And in, in many instances, there, there may be an, an illegal occupant. And unfortunately, if that's the case, you, you, you are in for a bit of a tough time in order to get um, the tenant evicted. Uh, the law is on the, the side of the, the tenant, as Vilna correctly stated. When it comes to traditional auctions, um, it's, it's imperative that you do your homework prior to acquiring the property. Our a company such as ourselves, we 
we pride ourselves in in doing the homework on behalf of the the purchaser. So purchasers can rock up to our auctions knowing that they're getting a property with a clean bill of health. That may not always be the case with all auctions. And that's why it's key that at a minimum, you are asking the right questions to your, your agent. You invariably would receive a, an in-depth information pack. And, and it's, it's key that you scrutinize the information pack. What are the rates and taxes, the levies? Um, what costs are you in for in running the property? What's the upside? What's the downside? Um, mistakes that, that we've seen people making, essentially um, there's, there's not many, but there are one or two. One is a, a prospective purchaser leaving it till last minute. You know, we could have an auction on a, on a Thursday and we get an inquiry on a Wednesday. The purchaser is really interested in the property, but now they have to shuffle. Now they have to speak to their bankers. They have to view the property. Sometimes buyers rock up late or if they're bidding online, they'll attempt to register five minutes prior to the auction. Auction is a dynamic, exciting process. There's a lot of moving parts, and it's critical that you enter into the auction with your, with your mindset very clear. You know, you know what you would like to spend, and um, emotions can sometimes take over, and that's part of the beauty of the auction for both buyers and sellers, but it's critical that you prepare. Um, in addition to that, um, some buyers will wait to see what happens at the auction, hoping to acquire the property post-auction. And that invariably will lead to disappointment because generally the auctions sell on the floor. And then we'll often have a situation where buyers will call us after the auction and say, you know, we're interested in the property. Can we put an offer in post-auction? Um, unfortunately, we don't operate like that. We sell the property on the day at the auction and essentially buyers land up losing out. So um, just to sum up, arrive at the auction prepared, do your homework and don't miss out. And you know, Vilna, one of the things that I, I want us to also look at then is the seller side. You know, we've been looking a lot at people buying their property on auction. And one of the things I said earlier on is as a, a current owner and you want to sell your property, be able to sell it via an auction. You don't have to necessarily get an agent who bring people one by one. You can work with an auction house in order to sell your property. Perhaps take us through, um, you know, why people might opt to work or potential sellers might opt to go the auction route when it comes to selling their particular property and what the advantages of going the auction route are when you are selling your property. Zama, uh, auctioning, as, as um, Ari mentioned, creates huge excitement um, on the day. Um, it's a catalyst for the process of selling the property. And one of the biggest advantages of selling a property on, on auction is it sells within 30 days after the mandate's received from the client. So it's a fast, effective way of selling your property. There's a huge um, stigma in the market that auctions are only about distressed properties. That's not the case at all. Um, we've got a lot of clients that sell their properties that's relocating in South Africa or they're relocating, they're going abroad, um, you know, leaving the country. So it's not always the case that it's about distressed properties. We get very good value for money from clients from properties all over. Um, market related, you know, but it's a it's a uh, effective way of selling your property. It doesn't take months to sell, 
Um, as Ari mentioned as well, I mean, it's globally becoming the way of selling properties. It's, it's, and it's a trend in South Africa that's rising and it's, going, it's here to stay. Um, a lot of the, the estate agents are looking at, prop, at selling at auction. We work with various estate agents as well. Um, and it creates multiple buyers come to the auction to, to look at the property. You're not negotiating with one or two buyers, but multiple people interested. Um, and it's a clean, effective way of selling your property. One of our top fan gang members coming back, Matashangane, saying a friend bought a property at an auction and scored big. Is this guaranteed for all transactions? Stop me before I jump in. Uh, and Ari, I'm going to give that one to you because there is that perception, I think, on the market quite a lot that, look, you're likely to get a, a good deal or a better deal when you go buy a property on an auction. You can get it at less 50% um, or even, you know, more. Perhaps take us through what the numbers typically look like uh, when people are buying on auction. Because I do know there are certain instances where people will score big like Martha's friends. Um, but is that necessarily, you know, I'll say the norm? Or what are the typical kind of numbers that people are able to um, attract when they sell their property on auction? That's right. Invariably, the, the biggest attraction to acquiring a property on auction is, is invariably going to be price. And... Mm -hmm. And your, you know, your fan is correct in saying that you can score big on an auction. We, we have a rule at our auction house, and that is we only deal with motivated sellers. And the reason being is because we want to give our buyers a reason to acquire property. It's, it's hard to, to put a number to it. You know, anything can happen, and that's part of the excitement of the auction. We've seen situations whereby um, put, uh, buyers are acquiring properties at 10, 20, 30% below market. And again, what is market value? Market value is what the highest purchaser is willing to pay. And, and that's, one of the, that's one of the benefits of auction is that uh, the auction benchmarks the value of the property. It's mm. such an efficient platform. Um, on the flip side, when you, you have a situation where you've got a number of, of buyers interested in the same property and emotions start kicking in, you do have situations where where the price does rise quite, quite high. I wouldn't say it's above market. I would then say that is the new market value. But we like to believe that both the buyer and the seller win. We only deal with motivated sellers and very serious buyers. So the, the primary reason people as sellers would go to auction is they, they want a result. And on the same token, buyers want a result. You know, buyers are fed up with a long drawn out process, haggling over price, auction, we get straight to the point, we determine the value, and everybody walks away happy. Mm. Um, another one uh, from Facebook, this is Lawrence uh, Guinica saying, I saw some properties selling between 10,000 and 30,000 rands. How does the bank recover their money if a property goes for less than 1% of 10% of its value at an auction? And this is probably for more sheriff's auctions as opposed to the traditional uh, auction. But uh, Ari, I'll also give that one to you. Because I think the, the, we've actually seen, that there's currently a story that we're seeing in the media around auctions and certain properties being sold at quite a low price. So how are financial institutions uh, essentially recovering their funds if properties are being sold at such a low price? So I don't believe properties are selling at that price. Uh, maybe the front door is selling for 10,000. 
um, perhaps perhaps at a sheriff auction where there's no reserve, properties mm. you know may get knocked down at that level. But um, I can categorically state that a, a bank would not allow a property to to uh, you know leave its books anywhere near ten thousand. Um, I, I do believe that there's probably an, an error there. Um, in in my you know 15, 16 year career, I've never seen a property sell uh, anywhere close to that. Um, I mean, the, the registration deposit is higher than that. So um, I don't think that's possible in my, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. I, and I, I actually know this, the, the reference that, they, um, that Lawrence is making because there has been a story that we've seen recent, quite recently in the media um, around this. And I think it's one of those things that every few years essentially comes up where people will say that our you know property ended up being sold for x amount if i remember one of the cases even went to you know the public sector because it was sold at it was a ridiculously low amount you know and they tried to find out why are the banks um why did the banks essentially auction off that property for such a such a small amount uh, and if anything how were their funds recovered because as you say at that point, they probably still need to recover more money. Uh, so that certainly is one of the things, uh, Lawrence, I think I'll ask the financial institutions because I, I've, I've seen that story and, and I've seen it a few times. I know that the previous public protector actually dealt with a story exactly like this where a family's home was auctioned off at, at a very low price. So the moment we have a financial institution we'll talk auctions, we'll definitely ask them how they are going about it uh, and if they've gotten stricter with it, because I think there was certainly a time when a lot of that happened. Now, not as much, uh, but we definitely will ask that one to the financial institutions. Um, Vilna, before we you know, slowly start wrapping up our conversation, I think any final tips from your end to our, um, to our viewers at home, whether they want to be selling a property via auction or buying a property via an auction, uh, when they deal with an auction house, what kind of sort of questions should they be asking an auction house? We know different auction houses work relatively differently, but essentially the process is about the same. What kind of questions should they be asking the auction house and what do they need to just look out for as they go through their auction process? I think very important for, the, as we said earlier, for the, the buyer and the seller to be prepared. So a buyer needs to be prepared, make sure they understand the terms and conditions of that particular auction house. Also the exposure that the auction house gives them um, on marketing and their own database, which is very exciting on our end. I know we've got a huge database that we give exposure to. And their reputation of the, of the um, auction house is very important. The track record of the auction house is important. So make sure you research, do, you, do your homework, um, you know, look at, at results of what they've had achieved into the, in the market. And um, the brokers, you know, we've got a phenomenal team of brokers at our firm. People are, are well qualified, they're well experienced, um, and they will be your, your assistant or your right hand in the process when you buy or sell your property. It's very important. Mm. I mean, I'll attest, Vilna, I'm actually one of the people who are in your database. I, I always enjoy receiving the emails with the various properties on offer. And especially once you start looking at wanting to buy, let's say, buildings or blocks or flats and dealing with the broker who will send you that investor pack and all the details that you need. So it definitely is important to, when you approach auction houses, 
to make sure that you ask the broker all the right questions. They are very helpful. They'll provide the information as you know, Ari even said earlier that all this info is there. They will provide it uh, for you prior to the auction. So you do want to make sure that you make sufficient time before you log on and wanting to bid online. And as we wrap, Ari, I want to hear from you. I mean, we saw last year, as we were mentioning earlier in our conversation, that 2020 ended up being quite a, a good year in terms of auctions with September being a record uh, month for um, for auctions. I want to hear from you what your 2021 predictions are in auctioneering. Uh, my prediction on the on the seller side is that we're going to see a, um, a flurry of activity. We're already seeing um, a number of sellers coming forward um, asking us to present proposals to take properties to auction. So I do believe that there'll be uh, quite a, a steep spark in sellers looking to dispose of their properties in, in a short period of time. And invariably, that will provide an opportunity to our buyers. Assuming interest rates remain as they are and the banks continue lending as they are, I believe that 2021 will be a fantastic year for all auction houses. Um, in addition to that, as we've mentioned, auctions are becoming a, a, an acceptable method of sale and online auctions too are achieving traction. So all these factors combined, I believe that we're going to continue to see um, many more sales, uh, sales accelerating. It's going to be, my, in my view, an exciting year and I'm optimistic for the, the industry in general. I'm going to squeeze in this last question. It's just come in from Facebook and it is what makes the process of transferring property through a conveyancer so long? The reason I'm asking is that I was recently informed that the process takes three months. So why so long when you go the conventional route and quicker when we are going with an auction? Uh, so the, the process of transfer is no different whether you're dealing with auction versus private sale. That's, a, that's a, an administrative process. And essentially, that will take anywhere between four to three months. If things go smoothly, we've seen transactions transfer during 2020 as quickly as five weeks. Um, what Vilna was alluding to, the 30 days, uh, and it can be as, as quick as 21 days, that, that essentially is the, the marketing campaign. That's the run-up to the auction. So we, we condense all the interest into... Uh, a short period of time, and that that invariably results in in a result, um, as opposed to traditional sales, which could drag on for six months to two years, if not into infinity. So it's essentially the the marketing campaign that really speeds up the process. Mm. Well, that's certainly a great place for us to leave it this evening. I do hope at home, uh, if you are exploring auctioneering that you found this conversation uh, very fruitful we're definitely going to have more conversations of, uh, on auctions because it is one of those things that we haven't explored as much previously and um, perhaps even looking at things to look out for when you do sheriff's auctions because there might be people who want to go that route as opposed to doing the traditional auction uh, Arian Vilna thank you so much for joining us I'm sure we'll definitely be having you back on the show in the future thank you very so much, much.
And that is Ari Ben, who is the CEO of Auction Inc, as well as Vilna Havinda, who's a property specialist also at uh, property uh, Auction Inc, rather. And that's my cue to end off the private property podcast with myself, Zamandungo Kumalo. I am making way for the farming podcast that's coming to your screens at 8 p.m. with Umbali Nuoko. That's something to look forward to for all of you who've got green fingers at home. We're going to continue our conversation about auctions and all things auctioneering on our social media pages. So do keep the conversation going down here. You can also uh, text me on at Zamandunga underscore K. Until tomorrow, hoping you're staying home and staying safe. Besides the beautiful beaches, sunny skies and how central everything is, what I really love about Amstranga is the people. You can't help but become immersed in the culture and you'll find people connecting in the most authentic spaces. It's just got this vibe to it. It's hard to think that only a few years ago, these business parks and homes were mostly sugarcane. The rate that this area has been developed at is truly mind-blowing.
especially with the fast pace of life these days, we really pride ourselves in being that bright spot in a person's day. You'll see everything from advocates and CEOs to creatives and students who pop into our spot for that short moment to escape. There's just so much life and energy in this area. And after a hectic week, there's nothing better than stopping in at Mount Edgecombe Country Club for a relaxed round of golf. The beauty and serenity that the estate offers really inspires me. There's honestly no place I'd rather live. That's my Amshanda.